Welcome to Coffee Talk. This is a quick, intimate, gospel-centered discussion about parenting. And I'm Jeff Summers, and this is my lovely wife, Cammie. Hi. And we're excited about our new series. We are discussing teens and technology. We are, because technology has changed so much, hasn't it? I mean, do you remember when we went to Russia and we had the camera and we had like 90 rolls of film and we kept them all in little plastic containers back in the 90s <laughs> yes and, and we had to bring it all back to Walmart and we didn't know how many good or bad pictures we had until they got developed I mean that seems crazy to tell uh, our kids about that yeah you used to have to take this roll of film and walk it over to Walmart in a pouch and then you would wait two or three weeks and half half the pictures I took always had my thumb in them. You know, like I was <laughs> or we're out of focus. Yeah, it was awful. And now think about how much that's changed that we don't even think about. I mean, a, a lot of statistics say that up to 90 over 93 million selfies are taken a day. And, and that's, that's an older statistic. So yeah. who knows how many? I mean, I've even learned to do selfies. That's how, right. much, how popular they are. It takes a while for me to learn those kinds of skills. Well, and the average millennial, do you realize the average millennial will spend up to an hour on selfie duty in the course of a week, picking the best filter, retaking and touching up the mm-hmm. photos. I mean, it's just a major, uh, a major aspect of how they communicate now. Really? And, yeah. And they're brilliant at it. I will tell you, my daughter can take a picture that takes 10 pounds off of you. And where she puts it and the light. Right. And I, I'm always like, how do you do that? I can't do it like as well as you can. <laughs> but the smartphone has changed everything. It has changed everything. And I think that's one of the things that as parents has really caught us off guard because we didn't grow up in an internet world, uh, a world with social media, a world with instant photos and texting where you can constantly be in contact with somebody uh, at any point during the day. Or access to information. I mean, remember when you had to go look in a dictionary or look in an encyclopedia and you had, to, <laughs> you had this huge stack of books that you had to go through for information? It just wasn't as easily access- accessible. Right. You never have to wonder about anything. No, you just ask Google or Wikipedia. Google has become the authority uh, in Which is life. scary. It is. It is scary. Um, and so how, how, do we, how do we do this? How do we navigate the world uh, that is so saturated with, with media and technology. Because it's hard as a parent. It's hard to know without having that experience. I mean, we had 13 channels on our televisions. We didn't have all of this information accessible to us. And I, I always think of the story that I tell when my daughter was, um, she was an older teenager. She was almost out of high school. And we were talking about a boy asking her for her Instagram, right? And it was her Snapchat. It was her Snapchat. That's right. And I didn't even have Snapchat, but um, I was like, she was like, I didn't give it to him. Like that was a good thing. And I was remembering when you gave your phone number out to boys and I was like, why didn't you give it to her? And she looked at me with those like, you know, oh, mom, you're so cute. (laughs) And she said, mom, he could send me inappropriate pictures on Snapchat. And I was like, I have, I had no idea that you could do that. So I was like, yes, don't give out your Snapchat. You're absolutely right. right. But I didn't even know how to equip her to deal with that situation because I had no experience with it. So it's really hard to know how to equip our kids when we ourselves don't have experience. That's right. We're navigating these waters for the first time ourselves. And um, the principle we want to apply here uh, from Scripture is found in John 17 and Jesus's high priestly prayer. Jesus says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world 
but that you protect them from the evil one. Um, and I think as parents, we want to keep that idea in mind, right? That our job is to not always, there is a protection component, but they have to live in this world. And so right. we want to equip them for the world that they live in. And a lot of that has to do with what that means to be online. Right. Because their technology isn't going anywhere. And as much as I want to go live on a desert island and not have to worry about it or, you know, buy a piece of property. No, I don't really want to do any of that. That just sounds like a lot of work to me. Right. And, and one of the things that we can fall into is, is really not going to those spaces with our kids. Again, there's another principle. And, and if you are familiar with our teaching and Parent You in particular, you'll hear this over and over again. But it's so applicable to so many things. Uh, from Deuteronomy 11, where they have been given the law, and Moses is, is talking to the Israelites, and he says, You shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as signs on your hands, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall teach them to your children, talking of them when they're sitting at the house, and when you're walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. And so what he's saying is, the the word the the law is supposed to be as frontlets between your eyes it's supposed to be all over your doorposts of your home it's supposed to saturate your life right yeah that, it's the difference between a dip and a sat and a marinade right yeah like, god's word is supposed to en encompass every part of your life so that's the first part of that passage but then the second part is how do you communicate that with your kids. You How do, do you it. share your faith with your children? We're supposed to do it when we walk along the road, when we rise up, when we lie down, when we're sitting at home. Now, the big challenge with that in this modern age we live in is we're not with our kids so much of the, of the day. We're not walking with them all the time. I mean, we could kind of change it and say, when you tuck your kids in at night, when you run carpool, when you pick them up at practice, and when you're in the drive-through lane, right? Because we're just we're not with our kids all day long like they used to be. And that limits our interactions to moments, like 10 minutes of really good quality time, if you get that. That's right. And especially when it comes to this subject matter, one of the things I wanted to bring up is we have really kind of abandoned when you walk along the road with our kids when it comes to technology, because so often we hand them the phone or the iPad and they are navigating that without us. Yeah, it used to be the television. We'd set them in, we called it our babysitter. So we didn't even have the smartphone until our youngest was a baby. And right. I can't imagine how tempting it is to parents now to just hand your phone over or to, you know, pull up Netflix in a show. And that's right. And it's so easy to do. And yet, our kids need us to walk the road with them in technology. That's right. We need to move into those spaces with them. And we're also not walking. Uh, th this passage says when you lie down and when you rise up. When you lie down, did you know that 80% of teenagers take their smartphone to their bedroom uh, when they go to bed and mm -hmm. use it as an alarm clock? And they use it in the middle of the night for things that we made that mistake with our oldest. That's right. We, we didn't with our others. <laughs> but uh, now all our phones stay down in the living room um, charging at night so that they don't have access to that. So the nugget we want to leave you with when we're thinking about technology and teens is that your kids are watching. And so you're modeling for them the kind of interactions you have with technology that are they the... Are they how your you want your kids to behave with it? That's right. The way that you and I model, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, 
sets an expectation. Um, what what are the expectations we have for our kids, and are they clear? Do they know how often where they're supposed to go? What are the clear parameters of where they're supposed to be on on a device? Um, what are the hours that we expect? What's their accountability? What kind of supervision are we giving them? Uh, do we hand them an iPad and they go in the other room? Do we have software that follows them and is keeping up with that? What, what are our own accountabilities with our spouse? Um, you know, one thing we do with our kids whenever they get a phone is we, we make sure they know that's our phone. Right. And I can look at it whenever I want. Well, and I think that that's an important point is that they, we need to share with them that we are accountable to people. Like we are not, they're accountable to us, yes, but also I have people in my life that hold me accountable to what I'm doing and how much time I'm on technology and Mm -hmm. not just each other, you know, that we all need accountability because we're sinners and we will make bad choices and we will eat cookies for breakfast if we're given a choice. And so like technology is one of those areas where it's easy to indulge in our Absolutely. sin nature. And so we need people to hold us accountable to using our time wisely and honoring the Lord with all that we do. If each one of, if each of us medicate our own selves and lives by scrolling through and spending time on technology, then our kids are going to turn to that same thing when they want to medicate with what's going on in their lives. Yeah. I remember when Jace was younger and he started playing video games and we talked about the standards for what, when you can use a video game and when you can't. And he was, I was tucking him in one night and he said, I just think about the game all the time. I'm thinking about it all the time. And I said, Oh babe, that's idolatry. Mm -hmm. Like that's why we have to have limits to what we watch and how often we watch and how often we partake in technology. So, um, definitely we want to model and definitely we want to engage. Right. So that's the main point we want to get across for today. So what's the homework? The homework, spend a little time talking uh, with your spouse. Or again, uh, if you're doing this alone, get out a piece of paper and write down, how are you engaging? How, How are you modeling? What is the appropriate amount of supervision and accountability? And even with your younger kids, I think 12 years old, 10 years old, you can start talking about what are reasonable expectations so that it doesn't surprise them? You know, that that how much time do we spend on video games? How much time do we spend on the Internet? How much time do we spend on games, on our phones? Giving them limits to that and building the expectation in that. I think it's something we need to talk about. And God is big enough to interact and to guide you in your parenting choices that you make this week. Amen. Because even though we weren't prepared by our own experience for the technology that we're parenting our kids for, God knew in his sovereign plan that he would make us parents during this time, and he will equip us to be the parents of our children. Don't forget to tune in next week for Parent University Coffee Talk. Have a great week.